No, no, no. Happy birthday, posthumously, to Amy Winehouse. Did you ever see that documentary about her, LZ? Yes, actually, I I did watch it, and um, I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, uh, it was good. I mean, it just, you know, look, there's music is littered, um, I guess acting too, but music is littered with uh, lives cut short for sure. It's the creatives, you know, yeah. music, actors, um, painters, writers. It's, uh, I don't know. It's one of the reasons why I try to be so creative, George, so I can live longer. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's yeah. a perfect point. I, you know, you should tone down. I mean, I feel like that's Greg's entire MO, right, Greg? Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you know what's on TV right now? What's that? The, There's a football game. The besides the football game, because yeah. I turned on the TV to watch the football game, and I just happened to notice the first Spider-Man movie is on TV right now. Like Tobey Maguire? Like Tobey Maguire. The first one was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't yeah. know why I feel the need to say that and defend it, but I, I yeah. did. It's not bad. You know, not the Andrew Garfield versions. Those were. Eh, eh. Eh. Yeah, I do like Andrew Garfield though. I do. I like him too. Yeah, but, but Toby's uh, better. He was a little old for Spider-Man, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, they both sure. are, actually. Uh, speaking of uh, not so old or looking younger than they uh, should, the Lakers and LeBron have certainly looked at, particularly in this Houston series, LeBron uh, is elevating his game. But the keys to the Lakers' success is more than LeBron and AD, LZ. And what I mean by that is it's their defense. If you look at their defense – They were third during the regular season in defensive rating. Their defensive rating has actually gone down, despite still being the third uh, best defensive rating in the playoffs. But of the six teams remaining, only the Celtics have a better defensive rating uh, than the Lakers at the moment. And again, look, LeBron is unbelievable. And he continues to get better, which is wild, right? Like, we saw him elevate his play from the Portland series to the Rockets series, and he has more gears, as far as I believe, right? Yep. And AD is starting to get comf- comfortable, right? Understanding, you know, what these series entail and what his what will be needed from him in these situations. And I know some people will dismiss the, ah, you know, it doesn't happen. It's not happening with crowds or whatever. Look, man, at the end of the day, the Lakers still have the pressure of being the Lakers. <laughs> you know, not there's no there's no added outside pressure that can be worse uh, than what their internal pressure is because their goal is to win championships. They have the second most championships in the sport. They're the crown jewel of the sport, despite having the second most championships. So there's an internal pressure of just being a Laker and winning championships. But the thing that travels, no matter what, the, the, the bedrock foundation of this team, for as great as AD and LeBron uh, have been, is their defense. And that is a collective thing. It's not just AD and LeBron. Absolutely, George. And, you know, we get enamored with the offense, for every sport, really. Like, we think if you're able to score a lot of points, that's the reason why you win championships and blah, 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 blah. And there's something to be said about having an offense that's difficult to stop, no doubt about it. But what we always look over, especially when it comes to the NBA, is how good the defense is for those championship teams. Right. The defenses for those Showtime Lakers was pretty damn good, anchored by Michael Cooper. But we think about Showtime and no-look passes and all the scoring and blah, blah, blah. That's great. But when that team needed a stop, they got one. And I would argue this team, this team is right up there with the Shaq and Kobe's and the Showtime Lakers when it comes to defense. Yeah. You yeah. know, they're not up there when it comes to offense. That's There's no question about that. The offense of those other two teams were better. However, yes. defensively, it's, forget the rating. 
Look at the who. They took the league bubble MVP and after game one made him disappear. And then everyone was so worried about the Houston Rockets and their offense and the great offensive mind of Mike D'Antoni. He's now out of a job and that team's about to get busted up. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just impressed that they play high caliber defense. You got to look at who they shut down to get to the stage so far. Yeah. And look, the Lakers offensive rating during the regular season, they were ranked 11th. They're third in the postseason. Uh, They've been better in the postseason than they were in the regular season. But to your point, I I would agree with that. But yeah, they're hanging their head on defense, you know, and that's a Frank Vogel staple. And honestly, that's what wins championships. As cliche as it sounds, there's a reason it's a cliche. And look, there's a reason we were just talking about the Clippers and uh, if you want to hop aboard at 877-710-ESPN, I apologize. I didn't get to your calls in the last segment because we did the football segment. Um, we could take your thoughts on the Clipper curse. Do you believe it? Why? Uh, we got a few minutes before Alden Gonzalez joins us uh, to talk about uh, what's going on with the Dodgers. But when Doc Rivers was asked about the Clippers blowing their two 16-point leads in a row there those last couple of games, he said, quote, there's no secret. Um, there's no secret potion that you know something happened. He said the two things we didn't do – Clearly defensively, they shot almost 60% in the second half. The one thing that did stand out, they went to the free throw line like on every play. But we let them. We got la- Basically, he elaborated and said they got lazy, that they just let them blow by them, and then they, just, they ended up hacking them and compounded the issue by putting them on the line. And, you know, for as much as the Lakers get grief about certain things, their discipline on defense has been unbelievable, both in the regular season and the postseason. Yeah, well, you know, they have not just Frank Vogel, but one of the greatest defensive point guards of all time in Jason Kidd. They got Lionel Hollins, the king of grit right. and grind for the Memphis Grizzly right. years. With who's, who, who's helping him from back here in L.A. because he's not in the bubble. Right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. being, being cautious. So they have a lot of defensive-minded people, and Anthony Davis came into the year wanting to be defensive player of the year. Uh, LeBron James' highest finish for that award was also second. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard's won it what three times? Rondo has has been on all defensive teams. Like this team, Danny Green, right. this team has a lot of defenders on it who take great pride in their individual defense and get personally offended when they get scored on. And that's the attitude you need. You don't need someone who gets scored on and thinks immediately, "I got to get them back." No, you want someone to be offended that they got scored on and not be so obsessed with saying, I got to score two now to balance it out. Right. But rather, the next time down, they're not getting that. Yeah. Yeah. Take umbrage on it with it. You know, take it personal. Take it as a yes. personal affront, you know? Um, Absolutely. This, this, this team's defense, think about this for a second, George. Anthony Davis is damn near seven feet tall. Yeah. Frank Vogel was comfortable in high screen and roll situations. To let him guard James Harden and Russell Westbrook one on one, like that's a cheat code. Yeah. <laughs> like you, sh- like as soon as that happens, there should be panic in the air, and someone's running over to try to help double to save him. And instead, everyone's like going, "Oh, AD got him." Right. That's that's incredible, and that's yeah. a luxury a lot of teams like the Clippers do not have. Their yeah. big man, whether it's Zubac or whether it's you know Trez. Those guys are at a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, speaking of the Clippers and their fans and and people calling about believing in the Clipper curse or not and why, I know we had people on hold that dropped off and we've got some here. Here's the deal. Hang up right now because we're going to talk to Alden Gonzalez about the Dodgers and how they trolled the Astros and talk about the Dodgers-Padres series coming up. 
Um, and at 5.40, okay, we're going to go just do that. We're going to have some fun. We're off today early at 6 o'clock because of the Sean McVay show. So we're going to do the one. I, I apologize we didn't take the calls earlier, and I apologize we, don't, we won't do it here. But I don't want to mess with Alden, who we booked at 5.30. So at 5.40, call up 877-710-ESPN. Do you believe in the Clipper curse? If so, why? Um, do you believe the Clippers will win this game? Do you think they will finally break the conference final curse? And are you buying what we're selling about two things when it, between the Lakers and, and the Clippers? The biggest differences are their defense. The Clippers were supposed to have the best defense. The Lakers actually have the best defense. And then on the other side of this, for all the talent that the Clippers have, the biggest difference between the Lakers and the Clippers is this leadership. You may not like LeBron's leadership style, but he's got one. Yep. Kawhi and Paul George do not. LZ and I, and, I, and I have talked about this already plenty today. So line it up on that at 540-877-710-ESPN. We'll take your calls after Alden Gonzalez. I promise. We will get right into it. We will cater to you, okay, at 540-877-710-ESPN. Uh, Alden Gonzalez is going to join us to talk Dodgers in just a second. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedan on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Alden Gonzalez does a phenomenal job covering Major League Baseball for us here in Southern California at ESPN. He joins us now here on the Celebrity Hotline. Uh, thanks to our friends at Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. So the Dodgers played the Astros this weekend. There was some fun going on in the stadium while the Astros were coming up to bat. Alden was, uh, was chronicling all of this stuff. And, of course, they're taking on the Padres in what has become a tighter race now in the uh, in the Western Division in the NL. Uh, so, Alden, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what did you make of the Dodger troll job of the Astros? I thought it was awesome, um, and I thought it was just the best that they could do with no fans there. I mean, it's just – I can't – it's just – it's really unspeakable just how disappointing it is that – I mean, for a multitude of reasons, obviously, George, but, like – that there were no fans, that, that Major League Baseball gifted us the Houston Astros at Dodger Stadium this year coming off what happened, and that no fans were in attendance to just let them have it. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the Dodgers organist, their DJ, I mean, they did what they could. It was awesome um, to just to get the list of songs that they were playing for them and to just sort of follow along. I mean, I think there was one point where, where Dieter, Dieter Rule, like, let George Springer have it for like 20 seconds of just sort of like just trolling them. I don't know if they noticed, but it was hilarious. I mean, they played a song from the cartoon show, Doug. I mean, that was awesome. Like I'm a kid who grew up in the nineties and loved Doug. And it's the song is called banging on a trash can. Like, how could you not love that? So <laughs> they, they definitely at least did in part made up for the fact that there were no fans there. I particularly like the fact that they weren't married to any one genre nor one decade. You know, we had James Brown, right. back, mm -hmm. the, the big payback, and we had Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life, and Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. 
Do you think the the players from the Astros, though, were they aware that they were being trolled? Because a good trolling only works if the people who are being trolled are aware they're being trolled. I'm sure that they were aware. I'm, I'm certain that they're aware of everything that's gone on this year. And I was talking to a few of the people who followed the Astros a lot this year. And, you know, they, they were talking about how, like, you know, this season and just sort of taking on that villain persona, which they did not want, but they definitely deserve, has kind of really taken a toll on them. Um, that they've noticed that from their players, that this has just sort of been hard on them. And imagine that, LZ, like it's been hard on them, but it hasn't been anywhere near as bad as it could have been because, one, fans are not allowed in the, in the stands, like we said, but also, given everything just that we're going through as a society right now and the pandemic and everything, like, the cheating scandal has sort of gone by the wayside a little bit. But still, like, everywhere they go, like, that's the talk. And they were pulling up to Dodger Stadium, and there were dozens of people waiting for them on Vince Scully Drive, like, just, you know, um, with signs and screaming at them and stuff like that. Like, they see that stuff. And, you know, it's baseball's hard enough. you got to grind through it. And when you're just sort of hated everywhere you go, like, yeah, that, that sort of wears on you. But, you know... They did it to themselves, obviously. Alden, they are now taking on the Padres, a revamped Padres, who are playing really well and have talked about not fearing the Dodgers. Um, How good is this team, and what are the challenges that the Dodgers will face against them? They're a very good team, George. I mean, they... Any little holes that they might have had, they definitely cemented them in the trade deadline, getting uh, Mike Clevenger, getting Trevor Rosenthal for their bullpen. I mean, I still think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. And it's funny because, like, I've seen them dominate throughout the year. And after Sunday's game, I hate to admit it, but after Sunday's game, I looked at the standings and I'm like, wait a minute, the Padres are only two and a half games behind them? And it's just been amazing that, like, that young upstart Padres team has not gone away. Um, this is real, it's sustainable, and to be honest, it's like it's really the first time in a long time that I feel like there's a team in that division that really can challenge the Dodgers. I know that the Rockies sort of took it all the way to the end a couple of years ago, but that never felt like a team that was going to be good for a while. The Padres seem like they're going to be good for a while. Like Fernando Tessis Jr. is going to be sort of, the Mike Trout of this next generation is what it looks like. And he's got a team around him. They got their starting rotation looks really, really good. And they got a lot of young, exciting players. Their farm system is good. I'm not so sure about this year. I think the Dodgers biggest enemy this year is just random small sample size stuff that happens. I mean, they might end up with the best record in baseball and all their promises a three game series. But I think moving forward, because A.J. Preller, their general manager, was able to sort of make upgrades to their roster um, last month without hindering really like his farm system at all, which is still really good. This is a team that's going to give the Dodgers problems for several years, not just now. And I, I think that's fun. I mean, you, you want some competition in the National League West. They're going to see them a lot. I think it's a fun little rivalry that's, that's sort of just starting right now. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Um, to your point, I mean, the Padres right now at 31-17, and 17, uh, two and a half back of the Dodgers, but they also have the second best record in all of baseball. It's the World Series between these two teams? Yeah, I mean they're they're gonna they're, they're you, they might end up in the National League Championship Series playing against one another, and I, I think it's gonna that's gonna be the case for a while. And you know after, this year, like winning a division doesn't mean as much, but moving forward, I, I don't think they're gonna keep this format. Uh, I, I would kind of hope not, but moving forward, like winning the division is going to be a really big deal, and that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. So. Alden, their rotation is dealing with some issues right now, the Dodgers. What is the expectation of when they can be fully healthy? I think, well, Dustin May is uh, dealing with a foot injury, but he's going to start on Wednesday. Um, Walker Bueller, that one's a little bit of a question. He's dealing with that blister in his right index finger. He's been playing catch with the blister covered. Both of them sort of, they're both minor injuries, but they're both sort of minor injuries that are coming at the wrong time, and they could sort of affect pitchers in different ways, like Dustin May taking a line drive off his left foot, like Dave Roberts admitted it the other day. Like That tends to sort of mess with a pitcher's mechanics if it's not handled the right way, and Dustin May is obviously a young guy. And, you know, Walker Bueller with the blister, like I think if you watched him pitch in his last start before he went back on the injured list, he was throwing a ton of fastballs, and the reason for that is because when you have a blister on your index finger, it's hard to just sort of get that spin on breaking balls. So, and that's, that might have been part of the reason why he sort of re-aggravated it, so to speak. So they might seem like minor injuries, but these things have an impact. And, you know, the Dodgers sort of, they didn't get the starting pitching that they sort of needed before the, before the trade deadline, so they were just sort of counting on the guys that they had in house. And, you know, to take it a step further, they traded away Ross Stripling because of the confidence that they had in these guys. And now all of a sudden, like, at the wrong time, you've got Walker Buehler, who really is, aside from Kershaw, he's your ace, dealing with that, and you've got Dustin May dealing with that foot injury. It should be minor, but I think it's definitely something to watch. But I'll tell you this, like, the one saving grace for the Dodgers this year, and I, and I pointed it out, and I know it's hard to see it because you see Kenley Jansen give up a three-run lead the other day. Their bullpen is really, really deep. Like Dave Roberts said yesterday, this is by far the deepest bullpen that they've ever had. So if they get in a bind, they could do another one of those bullpen games like they did on Sunday in the playoffs, and they'll be in just as much of an advantage as they were with the starting pitcher. You know, I'm glad you brought up the starting pitcher pitching because – and a lot of people are concerned with the injuries that you talked about. But is it still just a matter of it's just baseball and that it's not the right time, but it happens all the time, every season? You're going to have to deal with this because of the length of the season. I know it's a shorter season, but you still feels to me anyway that you're still dealing with the same sort of issues you would if it was a regular season, which is guys get hurt. Uh, sorry, LZ, I missed the beginning of, the, of, of your question. Do you mean just – just injuries in general? Yeah, like just injuries in general. Like the great George Sedano has a phrase, it's just baseball. Is this just baseball? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, the, and for, and relatively speaking to LZ, like the Dodgers have actually been, like, you know, really fortunate with both injuries and with guys missing time because they tested positive for COVID-19, which was supposed to be a bigger issue. I mean, like, Look at what the A's are dealing with right now. And the A's seem to like get really hit by injuries year in and year out. I thought that the A's were going to play the Dodgers in the World Series this year. Like that was, they looked that good. But Matt Chapman, who is 
a lot of people a lot of people don't really talk about that guy, but Matt Chapman might be one of the top five position players in baseball. He's got a hip injury now, and he's going to miss the rest of the year. Um, AJ Puck, who is one of the best pitching prospects in baseball, um, who they were really going to rely on to contribute out of their bullpen. He's, he needs shoulder surgery, and who knows when he's going to come back. That's what the A's are dealing with. The Braves have had – the Braves look really good. They look like the next best challenger to the Dodgers in the National League. They've had a ton of injuries in their starting rotation. They've had a hard time just piecing together a rotation. So just from a big-picture perspective, like, the Dodgers have been in really good shape. I mean, the Dodgers' biggest question mark is not their injuries right now. It's really just sort of – it's weird to say, but it's it's getting their big guys going. Like Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, Jock Peterson. Like I think that's – as we look to the last two weeks of the regular season, that's the biggest question for the Dodgers right now. Those three guys r- really need to get going. Alden Gonzalez does a phenomenal job covering Major League Baseball for us here in Southern California for ESPN. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the time. Stay healthy and stay safe. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. You, you got it. There he is. Uh, all right, LZ. We're opening up the phone lines for the first yes. time in the show. We are off at 6 o'clock for the Sean McVay show. Um, so 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Do you believe in the Clipper curse and why? What is the biggest difference you see between the Clippers and the Lakers as now if you've seen all this unfold, you see the Clippers up against the ropes? Do you believe the Clippers can win Game 7 or will their misery of not making the conference finals continue? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, you and I have some initial, or excuse me, some initial and final thoughts on the Clippers and Nuggets series as well. We'll get to all that coming up in two minutes. All right, sit down on LZ. Final 10 minutes of the show, LZ. The Sean McVay show is coming up right after us, after a big win against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. Uh, before I get to the basketball stuff and the calls, mm-hmm. um, did you see Zeke's uh, tattoo of that says "Feed Me" and it's got a spoon on his belly? I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm trying not to judge, Jordan. I'm trying. I'm trying not to judge. I kind of like that. I thought it was funny. I'm trying to let people live their lives. Do yeah. you? Yeah. You know, do you? But Greg, I gotta admit, when I first saw it, I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Greg, you have ink. Do you I like do. it? Yeah, I love my ink. Absolutely. No, I'm saying, did you like his? This is oh, it was all right. Not so bad. It's I thought each it was their funny. own. Yeah, teach their own if they like it. That's all that matters. Doesn't matter what we think. No, that's not all that matters. Yes, it is. No, if that was why would that you matter? matter then, you then have it. Posted on, if that's all that matters, then why did he lift it up so I can see it? Elsie, I don't know. Do you have, you have tattoos? He I don't does. remember. Oh yeah, I'm covered in tats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never noticed. Do you care well, what other people think of your tats? Who me? Yeah. Nope. Exactly. But Laura, you know do you what, have a you, tattoo? But you know what the difference? I'm what? not showing mine in front of a camera either. <laughs> but if right, you you're not lifting your shirt to show exactly. it. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Laura? I do. I have two tattoos, and I love my tattoos. They mean something, so yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah, I don't have any, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm super like cool with it. Like, if you know, if you want to get one, get one. You know what I mean? It's not my style, but it's cool. Um, and I just liked his because it made me laugh. You know, because he's also kind of got. You know, Zeke has also got a little bit of a belly these days. You know, like he's a big dude. He's not um, he's not as chiseled as he once was. So I also think that that makes it kind of funny um, when he lifts his belly like that. Uh, all right, LZ, are you ready before we take the calls? Clippers, Nuggets, Game 7, the greatest two words in sports. Who 
is playing the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals? Uh, I don't know. Make a pick. I can't. It's so hard. They can't hold a lead. How can I trust them? <laughs> um, that uh, Listen. This is what happens when you only play 12 games with each other in the regular season. <laughs> they took it – they were literally coasting, and we talked – you and I talked about it. One of our first shows again together yep. was, yo, do you believe that they could get the chemistry they need during the playoffs? This feels weird, you know? I, I would say this, that the Denver Nuggets have placed themselves in a position to make everyone in the Clipper locker room doubt themselves. Yeah. And so if they're walking onto the court and they already have that advantage, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they'll be competitive in game seven. (laughs) All right. I'm going to pick the Clippers in the win. Greg? I'm going with the Denver Nuggets. Of course you are. Laura, let me guess. You're also going with the Denver Nuggets. Hell yeah, the Nuggets. Nugget Nation right now until we got to be Nugget Nation. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as Nugget Nation. Oh, it's a thing. It's right a now. Thing. Right no. now it's a thing. We made it a thing. So, so let me ask real. you. I'm going to give you Nuggets County. You can yeah. get a county. Yeah, maybe. But a nation? Yeah, yeah no nation. Yes. Though I'm... the alliteration makes more sense. Yes. Nugget I, Mountain. I, 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 How about I Mountain? Agree. Can we give them a mountain in Colorado? A hill? Yes. 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 Um, who do you who do you think like who so who are Laker fans rooting for more right now? Are they rooting for Nuggets? No, 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 no. No. Are they rooting for the Nuggets more than they're rooting against the Heat against the hated Celtics, Greg? More? No, I mean the Celtics going down would just be fantastic. I don't mind beating the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. I don't want the Nug. I don't want the the Celtics even touching the finals. No, you're wrong. You're wrong, Greg. You're wrong. Why? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Paul George said he wanted to be a Laker and then spurned us. Kawhi Leonard was our target. He knew it, and he chose the Clippers. For them not to even get to meet us in the Western Conference Final after turning our invitations down, that is way, way sweeter than whatever happens with the young Celtics. Laura, I, I, it, was it you I just heard going, mm-hmm, in the background the whole time? <laughs> yes. Okay. So clearly we know where you stand. Yes, yeah. you're with LZ. Exactly, 100%. Right. Let's go to the phones. Daniel's in Upland. Daniel, what's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? So, uh, you know what? As far as the whole uh, L.A. battle rivalry, uh, you know, I'd like to put that aside and just know that the Nuggets are going to get there. The curse is real. 0-7 for the Clippers to clench the Western Finals. It, it, it's there. It's real. They, they couldn't put them away in two games to get there. And I believe in this Game 7, Murray's going to pull them ahead and the Lakers are going to face Murray. And I think a lot of that has to do with the leadership, like you were talking about before. Yeah. With Kawhi, and you got PG-13, young superstars, as great as they are, they don't got the leadership as Braun and AD have. Even AD, as younger as he is than LeBron, he even got some more leadership there. Rondo is paired up with LeBron to put the leadership on the court as far as not, not, even, not even the head coach. Head coach is out on the sideline, but Braun... And and uh, we got Rondo out in the court during gameplay yeah. to to just advise the youngsters on how to go about each play to put themselves ahead. Yeah, leadership. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah, leadership is a big key, Daniel. Thank you for the call, LZ. You know, I don't know what Le- Kawhi's leadership style is or Paul George's. I don't know if they have one. You know what I mean? 
Well, I, I think in Kawhi's case, anyway, he leads by example. Right. Remember, but that doesn't help right now, unless well, you're just going to go out and get 50. You, can, you can't have the same leadership style for every teammate. Correct. Is the problem. You need to yeah. be able to love, hate, yell at, you know, encourage. Everyone's mm-hmm. different. And Kawhi, to me, doesn't change. He's about leading by example. Let's go to Jason and Whittier. Jason. You better believe the Clipper curse is real. It's something that Lakers fans have been hanging our hats on for the past six years. Even though we can scrap the playoffs, we can believe in that. So all year, I was the anti-Mace. I wanted to see the Clippers and the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I even told my two Clipper friends, because let's be real, there's not very many. I'll see you guys. And well, now it's, now it's later, but I'll, I'll see you guys in the Western Conference Finals. Last year when we got the tweet that Kawhi signed, however... I am now rooting for the Nuggets. I pulled out my OG Carmelo Anthony Denver Nuggets jersey. <laughs> and for the simple fact that NBA Twitter will explode if yeah. the Clippers blow this. They will. Oh, my God. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't wait for the memes. I want to see what O'Shea Jackson Jr. tweets to Clipper Daryl and Marcellus Wiley. But at, so, it, like Lars says, Nuggets Nation, baby. Have a good night, guys. Jason, thank you for the call. The pettiness of Lakers Twitter is amazing, though. Like, I, I, I will agree with that. It is fantastic to watch in real time. And uh, I, I am I, curious to see what that would look like. <laughs> but I would argue it's not just about the haters, too. I mean, any team that blows a 3-1 lead. Oh, you're going to have to deal gonna, with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be extra from the Laker fans. There's no question. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. yeah. Hey, do you believe? Do you do you say they're wrong for some reason? All that Lakers Twitter has seen all year is different people on different shows saying, "Oh, they're going to lose to the Trailblazers in in the, in the first round." Oh, they're going to lose to the Rockets no, in the I get second it, but, round. But oh, they, e- this team can't come together. They're extra though, too. Like you, like you know what I mean. I'm not saying that there haven't been deserved uh, situations this season, but there's extras. There's a little extra. There's no doubt. But listen, though, and this is real talk. If LeBron James had the best record in the league and he lost, his team lost as early as it did in the postseason as the Bucks, or if LeBron James' team had a 3-1 lead and then it found itself in a game seven, the chatter and the criticism oh my would God. be way oh, louder it would than be what's crazy. happening right no now. No question. A million times over. It's not even close. You're 100% right. Hey, we're, we're up against the hard out because the Sean McVay show is coming up next. So Art, Sonny, Joe, and everyone else online, my apologies. Hey, when are we back on, Greg? Do we, we know? We're back on tomorrow for maybe an hour. So basically, we're going to be on, whenever there's an Eastern Conference Finals game, we'll be on right after the game if it's before 7 o'clock. For the most part, that probably not like Thursday math. though. Right, probably not Thursday. Okay, That's a lot of math. So we'll be we'll be will we be on Wednesday? Yes, we have a full show on Wednesday for sure. On Wednesday, call us back at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. All right, are we even on now? Uh, thank you, LZ. Excellent work as always. You too, my friend. You too. Uh, you too, Laura. Not yes. so much you, Greg. <laughs> Thanks. Great job, Greg and Laura. Thank you for those that tuned in, called in. We love you. We will talk to you for sure on Wednesday, full show. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals on for us tomorrow. The Sean McVay Show is up next. Have a great night. See you.